We're continuing in Yerdeh, Siman Kuf Yud Zayin Sefalef. We're in the Ramah, the second line of the Ramah. And we are discussing the prohibition of being in the trafe food business. So before we go on to the next line, um, earlier in the Simen, we discussed the Machlokas between Rabbeinu Tam and the Rashba. If there's a non-kosher animal and the meat is eaten, but I'm not in the meat business. I'm in the oil business and not cooking oil. The oil seems to be used to smear on the hides, whatever, to make your couch shiny, I guess, is what it was for. So am I allowed to be, am I allowed to be in the business of the oil, meaning I, I deal with the animal, not if I just deal with the oil, that might be okay. That might not even be a discussion, perhaps. But I'm dealing with the animal for the oil, but other people will be in the business of the meat. But I'm in the business of the oil. And not cooking the oil, not eating the oil, smearing the oil, I don't know, furniture, on couches, whatever it is. So Rabbeinu Tam said it's okay, the Rashba said it's not okay. The Shach we said is lenient like Rabbeinu Tam, however the contemporary postgame for some reason are not satisfied with that because there are many postgames that are machmer, so we kind of left it up in the air. Now, this is a very exciting uh, ending, which we should have done last week, but I, I, didn't, I didn't have the ending. In the Sefer Kashrus HaMa'achalim, in Sifkat Vav, he wants to say that according to the Rajba, you're not allowed to raise rabbits. You can't have a pet rabbit. Because most rabbits are for eating. So I did a little search. Okay, the top 10 most consumed meats in the world, number one is pig. The next eight, from number two to number nine, are all kosher animals. And number 10 is rabbit meat. So this book, Kasha Samachali, wants to say you're not allowed to have a pet rabbit because according to the Rajba, according to Rabbeinu Tam, will be okay. I'm using it for a mutter purpose. But according to the Rajba, since it's a non-kosher meat, animal that whose meat is eaten, it's going to be us. Now, many from people have rabbits. So, I was bothered by this. And I was very excited to see that in Pesachim Uchuvas, Ha'ara 38, he brings down that nowadays in Eretz Yisrael, you are allowed to have pet rabbits. Why? Because most rabbits in Eretz Yisrael are pets. And they, Baruch Hashem, are not eaten. And then he says, the post game that asa rabbits, it, it depends on the time and place. If you're in China or Korea or Italy, it could be that you are, in fact, not according to the Rajba, you're not allowed to own a pet rabbit because most rabbits over there are eaten. It's the 10th most eaten meat in the world. In China and Korea and Italy, it's, uh, they're, they're major consumers of rabbit meat. And therefore, according to the Rashba, even though I want to use it for a totally permissible purpose, I want to play with my pet rabbit. But because it's, it's a type of meat that's commonly eaten, so therefore, according to the Rashba, it's going to be usr. Now, I did in fact see, I did a little study, the reason that rabbit meat is not popular in America is because rabbits are popular pets, and kids don't want to eat their pets. And therefore, and it might have to do with a Goyesha holiday involving rabbits as well. And anyway, so therefore, most rabbits in America are also pets. And therefore, that would be okay. In America and Israel, you can own a pet rabbit. If you live in China or Korea, it's, uh, it might be also according to the Rajah. It would still be most according to Rabbeinu Tam. 
and according to the Shach. Okay, right. So, the Ramah over here, in Kufiyad Zayin Aleph tells us, we say, you're not allowed to do business with non-kosher, you're not allowed to be in the non-kosher business, basically. So says the Ramah, what if I want to buy non-kosher meat, non-kosher food, to give to my non-Jewish workers? Says the Rajba, I'm sorry, says the Ramah, that is Aser. Why is it Aser? Because that's called, according to the Ramah, that's called doing business with non-kosher meat, with non-kosher food. We call it non-kosher food. They use. They say it's kikporeya chovo bedavar iser. This is a whole discussion at the beginning of chapter five in Masechas Avodazar. This whole discussion of it. Okay. Now, look at the shach sifkatan gimel. Shach sifkatan gimel. Vafilu liknosu laachilu poalav. Even if I want to buy non-kosher food just to feed to my goyish workers, it's aser. Says the shach sifkatan gimel. Shach sifkatan gimel. According to the Ramah, According to the Ramah, I don't know what people rely on. intentionally. They buy non-kosher food to give to their workers. Now, non-kosher food, we all know, is much cheaper than kosher food. So I want to save money. Says the Shabbat, He says, everyone thinks it's mutter. I don't know why they think it's mutter. It's against the Ramah. Ava, but says the Shach, Tzarechim. Minayinu l'arab sakzeh. It's for sure, according to the Ramah. But where did the Ramah get it from? Ki adarab. Just the opposite. Ma'agos ma'im m'shevia b'is Yosef. The source brought down on the b'is Yosef. Ma'agos ma'im. Ma'ashashimutu l'iknos ha'achil apolim of the kachavim. It sounds from the ha'agos ma'im brought down in the b'is Yosef that it should in fact be mutter. What case is Aser? Shalom Aser Elaliknos Elitin of the Kochavim. If I want to give my Eino Yehudi neighbor a gift, I go buy something not kosher to give to him, that's a problem. The cost of a base Yosef, Alavatam, Shun Dematan Havikim Omecher. When I give someone a gift, it's as if I sold it to them. Why? Dilab the Kabul Hanamine, Lohaviyar, Lamidi. Why am I giving him a gift? I'm giving him a gift because I've gotten something from him in return. So every gift is really like a mecha. So it turns out I'm buying something not kosher, and when I give it to my, my neighbor, he, 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 uh, he mows my lawn, he uh, shovels my walk, whatever it is. I want to be nice. I want to give him a gift. So it's really not, it's, a matana is really like a mecha. So I bought something not kosher, and it's as if I sold it when I gave it to him, because I got something in return. I got a shoveled uh, walk. That's the case that the Beis Yosef says is usr. Skip the parentheses. When you buy it in order to give it to the Eli Yehudi, it's as if you bought it to sell it. That's that's business and that's Asa. But when I buy it in order to feed it to my workers, I'm, I'm, I'm giving the workers. Part of my, I pay my workers and, and I'm, I'm expected to feed them. So, the feeding them is like, it's like, it's like feeding... He says, That's where you're not called business. When I give it to an outsider, that's like business. Like I sold it to him. Here, I'm, I'm paying him for his services. I also have to feed him. That's part of the deal. When I'm giving him the food, that, he says, is not called business. And the shach 
disagrees with the Ramah. And the Aruch HaShulchan over here, in Kuf Yudzayin, Halacha Yutes, comes out very strong like the Shach against the Ramah. And the post game overturned the Psaq of the Ramah and say it is in fact mutter to buy non-kosher food to feed to your workers. Now, what, what, what is this? Let's look at things more broadly. You now have to do schora, business with non-kosher, non-kosher, with non-kosher food. What if I'm, uh, can I work at the cash register in a, in a ShopRite, Pathmark, Walbaums, whatever the supermarket is, sells kosher and non-kosher stuff? Or back in my day, the Frum kids were vendors in Wrigley Field. Can you sell something not kosher? Can you have a, okay. So, now, we said, most posting holds an Issa Daraisa, some hold it's an Issa Darabanan, and the reason brought that is Shema Yavu Lo'achol, you might come to eat it. The Shach and Sifkat and Bays gave us another reason, some sort of Marasayin, fine. What if I'm, I'm the businessman, but uh, I live in Israel, and my business is in Timbuktu. I, I, never even, I can't eat the food even if I want to. I'm, uh, I don't know, 10,000 miles away. I don't know what Timbuktu is. So, the answer the post can bring down, we, we're not darshina time to crawl the kula. We don't say, well, what's the reason for the answer? Because you might come to eat it. Oh, but here, you can't come to eat it because you're far away, so it's okay. That we do not say. You're not allowed to own a business that is dealing in non-kosher food items. Now, I just have to give a, a little uh, disclaimer, okay? I, I've learned what I've learned. I've done my research. This is obviously, you know, people's parnasa and delicate, sensitive, and obviously everyone has to ask their own question. I'll tell you the result, my, the findings. My findings are my results, but uh, everyone, if it's relevant, should come up, you know, ask their own shyness. Now, what, I didn't have a chance to talk to any nursing home owners. What if I own a nursing home in Timbuktu? Or I own a hotel in Timbuktu? So I have to feed them kosher food? There's all guy, that Jew never walks in there. So, it's a problem. And in Psaki Machuvis, in Halacha Vav, he brings down that one of the, the way out, one of the ways out is to bring in an external contractor. He's in charge of the food. You're not dealing with the food. You do the nursing home, you do the hotel, you do whatever it is. And all the food is supplied by an external Kablan uh, contractor. And it has nothing to do with you. When I was in the hospital, <laughs> they have a shul with a base madrish. They didn't have too many regular svarim. Most of the svarim were from Ravavadia. So I ended up looking up, I saw this chuva, Ravavadia is a chuva. A man buys a, a Hilton hotel in Timbuktu. And everything is not kosher. Is that a problem? So, oh, so he, it's part of a chain. He's basically the owner, but he just gets the property. He's not involved in the day-to-day managing, he doesn't manage the hotel. He's just the owner. He gets the money. But he's not involved whatsoever. So there, I think, Rabbi Vadya said that that, was, that that was okay, because he's not involved, he's not dealing with the food whatsoever. He's just the owner. He's not, he's the owner overall. And the Hilton is the one dealing with everything else. They're in charge of everything. And that, he seemed to say, was okay. But in general, if you own a, you can't own a food business even if you're not there and say, I'm not there and therefore it's okay. That is not going to be okay. What about working for such a place? So, Zimigma Chokas, I'm posting if you work for such a place. 
the uh, there are many many poskim that are lenient. Ramosha has a tshuva over here in Yeridea Aleph Nun Aleph, where he says if your job the question was like schlepping food, I I'm, I'm a trucker, I'm trucking the I'm, I'm schlepping the food from place A to place B. So he says that's for sure okay. It's not your food. It's nothing to do. So he says even a worker says Ramosha or Chashulchan's makeup in Halacha Chafei Ramosha's makeup. The Psak in Chicago, I heard, was to be Mako, like Ramosha, which makes sense, because Rabbi First, who's the big rabbi in Chicago, is a Talmud Ramosha. Someone told me Rabbi Nemesha also said it's okay. There, you're not dealing with the food. However, it seems, from the words of Ramosha, and Psak and Wachubas points this out, it's only if you're not allowed to eat the food. If I'm allowed to eat the food, I mean, let's say I get a discount, 50% off. Okay, I have, to eat the, I have to pay for it. Once I have to pay for it, it's okay. It's not my business. I'm just a worker. I have to pay for what I eat. I'm allowed to be in the business. But let's say they say you can eat as much as you want. Or you can eat a little bit. You can eat X for free. That seems to be problematic already. So if you want to get such a job, tell the boss not to let you eat. Once he lets you eat, it seems to be problematic. There's another issue at hand. And that is, someone pointed out, and then I saw this also, this all discussed in the Sucking with Chubas over here. What if the owner is a Jew? But he's not allowed to own this business. This business is a problematic business. He's in the trade food business. He's violating this halacha. So now when I work for him, I'm helping him in his avera. That's Mr. Yehudah That would seem to be a problem as well. Now, if I'm a middleman, middleman is okay. If I buy from Ruve, and I buy from Bob to sell to Bill, that's a problem. Then I, I'm not just a middleman. I own it. I buy it, I sell it. That's no good. If I just make the shidduch between Bob and Bill... So then, that's okay. So someone, I was talking to someone who worked in a humongous candy store. They had kosher candy, non-kosher candy. Now most, so, so we were discussing this, and most non-kosher candy is not kosher because of gelatin. Now, we don't eat gelatin, but Reb Chaim Ozer, the God of Lodon Europe, held that gelatin was mutter. They take whatever it is, the pig stuff, and they make it, non-edible, and then they build it into a candy, whatever it is. Okay, the accepted sack nowadays is that we don't eat gelatin, certainly in chutzlarts. Certainly in chutzlarts, none, none of the hechsher in America will give a hechsher to gelatin, we don't eat gelatin. But, there are mekilim, so if there are mekilim, then I can be in the business. As long as it's not, first of all, it's only Durabanan, for sure I can be in the business. That's explicit in the halacha. But, I don't know what the shayla is, or the shayla is, or shayla Durabanan. But the fact that there are those that say it's mutter, even though we hold it's lesser, I can be in the business. So that's what I said to this kid who told me he worked in this humongous candy store that had kosher, non-kosher candy. He says to me, not so simple. He said, the best-selling candy, you're not going to believe this. They take spiders and worms, and they dry them, and they put them in a lollipop. No. Yes, and you see it through the lollipop. It's an $8 candy. It's the most popular candy in the store. It's a gimmick. You see the... Uh, I don't know. Gimmick, not gimmick. They eat... No, they eat the worm. You, see, you can see it. It's you can see it. it. Yeah, you can see it. Candy. And you're right. You can see it through the candy. And you eat it. That's mamish arasuga shkotsim or masim. So that... You, so you cannot own that store that sells those objects. So... But I can work in the store. But if the store is owned by a Jew doing something wrong, then we have a problem with Mr. Yeah, I'm helping him do his Avera. He might not know it's Avera. 
But it's an Avera. He might not even know what they're selling. I own a chain of, of 25 candy stores all over America, huge stores. I might not even know what they're selling. Each one has his own, uh, own manager. Uh, he might not even know. But that's a problem. He's not allowed to own that. So then, Skidash, we will stores open on Shabbos. So he probably has, you know, okay, there's a complicated halachas in the beginning of uh, Mishaburah, Shabbos. He probably has a non Jewish partner and all uh, that. Okay, there's ways of getting out of uh, business and being open on Shabbos. We're having a non-Jewish partner, very complicated halachas. You have to speak to a super uh, knowledgeable Rav who is experienced with the stuff. So he wanted to say to me, maybe it's the same thing. You can uh, sell the spider. Somehow having the guy let the store, I don't know, if the profits on Shabbos go to the guy. So the profits of this spider candy also going to the guy. Okay, I assume that's, I don't know, that might be a possible way out. I don't know. Certainly a very, very big shadow. So bottom line, one is not allowed to own a non-kosher food business. However, one is allowed to work in a kosher food business. It seems, it seems only if he's not allowed to eat for free. If he's allowed to eat for free, that would really become problematic. Shema Yovel he might come eat the food. That's what it sounds like from Igus Moshe, Aleph, Nun Aleph. And if the person who owns the business is doing something wrong, then I can't help him do something wrong. Working in his store for him, and he's doing an Avera, would be a type of Misayaya Yedei Ove Avera, helping someone to do an Avera. So that is the second half of the Ramah here at the beginning of Yeridea, Siman Kufiud Zayin, Sif Aleph.